Hello lovely single mums and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking to an amazing single mother who saved, saved, saved and eventually had enough money to take her kids to Disneyland. My name is Lucy Good and I am the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mothers from all walks of life. So, who is this savvy saver single mum I'm talking about? Well, it's Jo Harlow from Mentor Mama. Now, Jo is a single mum of three. She is, and I love this, an assessor by day and a wannabe author, blogger and parenting mentor by night, a little bit like myself. Um, Jo's business, Mental Mama, was born out of necessity when she realised that her teenage daughter was growing up way too fast and she didn't feel that she'd taught her everything that she needed to know. Um, at the same time, Jo's niece had come to live with them and there was um, a similar issue where she seemed to lack a lot of the basics required for real world living. Um, and coincidentally, it seemed another family friend was having the same situation. So Jo wrote a book to help them and lots of other parents and teens. This grew and evolved to providing budgeting and life skill tips to parents. But what we're going to be focusing on today is how Jo and her family made their dream a reality when they pulled together and saved for the trip of a lifetime to Disneyland. Welcome to the podcast, Jo. Thanks, Lucy. Wow, that was a great introduction. Oh, I hope right. I live up to it. <laughs> well, it's an interesting story, and um, you know, I'm quite interested in what you know in your book as well, and that side of it that you told me about when I was asking, you know, what it was that you did. We're talking obviously about you know this saving and the trip to Disneyland, but perhaps there's another podcast in there um, about what you do in your business. Possibly. Yeah, but your but your, your, your story has been pretty prominent in the media. This Disneyland story. Um, and I think that's because everybody loves an inspirational story, don't they? Um, and I can remember, and this is, I think, how I discovered you, was a video that was online of you telling your kids that you were going to take them to Disneyland. Um, and it's quite an emotional video, even for, for those of us watching it. And it was a great idea. Can you just tell us a bit about that video, how and why you did it? Well, it was Christine's birthday and it was her 14th and I'd been having a bit of a um, a moment about her growing up a bit too fast and so I thought, what's her one dream? And her one dream was to go to Disneyland. So I thought, you know what, let's do it. And so I actually, for her birthday, I gave her a packet of Skittles and money had been tight so I think she got Skittles and like a bedroom mirror or something pretty lax. And um, so then I did up a booklet and in the booklet it was a story of us as a family of four and, you know, the trials and tribulations we've been through. And then at the bottom it sort of said, you know, we're going to band together and we're going to save money and go to Disneyland and that was their reaction. And you can see by her reaction that, I mean, both, all three kids were so excited, but by her reaction, like her, the cry, get emotional thinking about it, that like her dream was coming true, that her childhood dream. So, yeah, so worth it. I love that video. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it too. But what's quite interesting about it is that um, on my Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine, um, a lady put a video on quite similar to yours last night 
she'd managed to get some Ed Sheeran tickets for her daughter. So she had done a card and filmed her opening it and it said, you know, we've got Ed Sheeran tickets and this little girl was in tears and it was just amazing to watch. You know, but what with your one, it wasn't saying I've booked the holiday. It was like, we're going to do this. This was, you, yeah. you kind of stepped before, but yet they were still so happy because they must have believed in you. If you'd written that down and said, this is going to happen, they must believe in you a lot to, to, to really make it come true. Oh, yeah. And, that, and that's part of parenting. You have to have the integrity. And that goes for the good stuff as well as the bad. You know, the, the, the times that you go, I'm going to count to three and then and you can't get to 74 and still haven't done anything, that's the same as, you know, I'm going to take you here and making that happen too. There's got to be that sort of integrity, I believe. But we also operate as a team too. So, yeah, go Team Harlow. Yeah, absolutely. Very impressed. Um, Now, so many of us talk about doing stuff, um, but it's often just that, it's talk. So what made you make the crucial decision to turn it from talk to do? Well, I had, as I was saying earlier, I had that epiphany with Christine that, you know, she was only 14, but when the kids are younger, that under 10 age, you think that you, this parenting thing is going to go on forever. And I mean, it does, but the intense parenting, and I kind of realised childhoods really are time limited. Um, so it's either now or she grows up, goes to uni, moves out of home, and we've never actually done a lot of the things that we wanted to do in her childhood. So I thought, let's do it. Yeah, so it was almost a time issue for you. It's like, if I don't do this now, it isn't going to happen. Or she'll be, she'll be 22 and you'll say, come on, let's go to Disneyland. And she'll go, no, mum, I'm going to Bali with my mates. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, and I always say that, I th- say life is a series of phases and... Um, I get that from being a mother and watching my children grow up. Everything is a phase. Like my two daughters are in a phase right now. In a couple of weeks, they'll probably be in a different phase. So you just have to go with the flow and that makes it easier. But those phases are short and how they experience things in those phases are different. So you obviously felt your three were just in this perfect space and time in their life when they'd really enjoy that experience oh definitely but the other thing is you've got to remember I gave that to on her 14th birthday knowing that it would take us a year a year and a half to do all the saving so we were looking at she was uh, what was she 15 and a half when we went Charlotte Mm. was 13 and Dan was nine so it was kind of because next year she's senior school we can't take three weeks out in the middle of school term during senior um, and you really don't want to travel in peak times, A, because it costs 10 times as much. So there was that factor as well. So just taking it all into consideration. Yeah, and they're all old enough as well to remember it. I think if you take your children to something like that too young, um, they just don't remember it, do they? And the memories are a really important part of the experience. Exactly. But I keep reminding them too with photos and whatnot. Yeah. So <laughs> all around the house. <laughs> So single mums with younger kids listening might be surprised by you saying that your eldest daughter's childhood was nearly over at just 14. Um, But I now have a 14-year-old daughter myself, and I agree with you. It's so true. So tell us a bit about how this made you feel and why it was so important to make this trip happen for her in particular. 
Yeah, well, it was her and Charlotte because Charlotte was uh, is just 16 months behind Christine. And I just noticed, and you're probably the same, when they hit high school, they go from being very dependent little kids to see mum and you're kind of like, oh, they're really not needing me as much anymore. And then they get the part-time jobs and you're seeing them less and less. And that's when you realise that, oh, this act childhood actually is time limited. And so that kind of was the impetus for us because when they're under that, under nine, under 10, I mean, for, for so long you think, oh, dear God, am I ever going to get 10 minutes to myself? Am I ever going to, you know, be able to go to the toilet without someone, you know, mm. deject? Mind you, they still do that at 14 and 15. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Exactly. So for me it became about, oh, their childhoods, you, they, you really do only get one childhood. Your children really only get one childhood. So if you haven't done sort of, made dreams start to happen by sort of 15, 16, sorry, time's up because those senior years are important at school. Then they'll go off and get jobs or go to TAFE or go to uni or whatnot and game over. It really is. And it's so funny the way you you were saying it. I'm sure so many mums listening in can relate to that because they want to spend so much time with you when they're younger and then they just cannot wait to get away from you. Um, You know, you want them to sleep when they're younger and then they start sleeping too much. (laughs) You you, you want them to eat. You're constantly trying to to get them to eat when they're toddlers. And then the next thing you know, they're eating you out of house and home. (laughs) And it just all changes so quickly. (laughs) I mean, I I had my... um, my 14-year-old had her friend over last night um, and they went surfing for a couple of hours. I knew they'd be starving when they came back, so I bought a cooked chicken and I just cut the whole thing up and just put it on a platter with some bread rolls and some salad. And then I went in to Skype my dad. Came out half an hour later, they'd eaten the whole chicken. <laughs> I could not believe it. And for dinner, Mum. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And- and I bet at three years of age, you were like, come on, just have one mouthful, yeah. one mouthful, that's all I ask. <laughs> that's right, oh, so yeah. it just changes so much. And, and that's the thing with kids, like they have so many, as you said, they have so many phases. So for like the mums with younger kids out there, the phases they're in at the moment, they don't last forever. And do you know what, especially as single mums, when they're under 10, that's when you're having your poor moments and you're, oh my God, how am I going to afford this? Once they get that bit older and you can have the time to go back to work and whatnot, that phase changes as well because as they develop and grow, so do you as a person and as a parent. Yeah, that's really brilliantly said. I agree with that 100%. So to anyone listening who has got young kids and is just feeling like, oh, my God, when's this going to end? And I know there are a lot of single mums out there who feel that way. It is a phase. It's going to change. You're going to get some freedom back. But make the most of the stages that you're in as well because they, exactly. they grow up yeah. very quickly. Well, they so for the single mums listening and thinking of following your lead, uh, what would be your top tips to actually make this massive kind of dream a reality? Oh, well, I've got a few. Now, the first one is you have to have a dream first of all. So, And it's got to be family appropriate. So... My kids, we're a bit of a Disney family and um, Charlotte's very Harry Potter. Um, so for, for me, it was always going to be Disneyland. That had been, I've been trying to win a trip to Disneyland for 10 years. So this had been wow. in my mind for a long time. But everybody's family, you know, 
will have something different. So first of all, have the dream. And then you've got to get the kids on board. So whether you surprise them the way I did or you do it first, and I would suggest that people do like a vision board where you have pictures of what your dream is. So for us, it was Disneyland and Mickey Mouse and Prince Eric and uh, all those <laughs> kind of things. And then you sit down as a family and strategize ways that you can make it happen. So there's the $2 jar. Anybody that gets a $2 coin brings it in and it goes in the $2 jar. When the um, so we use like a water bottle. When that's full, there's about a thousand dollars in there. Yeah, like that's massive. Um, the vision board. Set your intentions. That's a big one. Mine was my intention is to take all three kids to Disneyland Anaheim by May 2017 without financial burden, and that's what happened because we worked as a team and we did the saving, we did all the hard work. But we also sat down, sort of, pretty much just after Christine's birthday, after that video was made. And this is how much it's going to cost. How are we going to all contribute? And so my thing right from the start for the kids was I'll pay the airfares and the accommodation and the tickets. You guys have to buy your own lunches, your own treats and anything outside of that. So we went to Madame Tussauds. They had to pay for that. So that then gets them on board and we set them goals. I think the younger two had a goal of about six or $700 to save in the course of 18 months. And Miss um, 14 went and got a part-time job and saved quite significantly more than that. And that all helps because I tell you what, when you're out somewhere, and that's everyday life too, and we've carried that over here now. So if we go out for a day, they know they have to buy their own lunch. It's so much better for them to say, oh, mum, can you pass my wallet? I'm going to go and buy, you know, let's say, you know, a, a milkshake. Then, mum, can I have $5 for a milkshake? It completely changes the dynamics and takes the pressure off you because you don't have to sit there and think, can I afford for three kids to have a $5 milkshake? Whereas they take their wallet and, yep, or at Disneyland, $10 turkey legs. That was the big thing. Oh, yes, I remember them. (laughs) Exactly. But my biggest tip of all is just start. There's so many um, single mums I've spoken to and married mums as well. They just don't dare to dream. They think that, you know, day in, day out, same thing get them through childhood but everybody needs to have a dream because then that's how you set goals mm, that's right yeah they almost believe and I know it because I've used to feel like it as though things like Disneyland are for other people yeah they're not for single mums you know we've just got to get through we've just got to get through every single day but if you put that dream on then you can start aiming for it and it's it, what what an amazing amazing lesson and the fact that you obviously had to go out and do a lot more work as well. So you probably weren't around to help them um, to, you, you know, around the house and things like that. So they had to accept the reason you were out working was because you were making more money for this. And it's and so they weren't, they don't get fed up with it. I mean, I'm doing something quite similar. I'm going to be taking my girls back to the UK and I have to work harder at the moment in order to afford that. They're absolutely yeah. fine with it because I've explained it to them and they understand it. So when you pull them together, like you say, as a team and they understand the why and what the end result is, they're happy and they support you, don't they? They don't make it harder for you. Exactly, very much so. That team um, team philosophy, that's pretty much from when the girls were little, you know, and we're talking four and five, we had to act as a team because, you know, one person can't do it all on their own. They really can't. So you get the kids on board and it just makes everything so much easier. Yeah, it does. I agree. I agree with that very much. But I'm thinking that like all resolutions, um, for example, maybe a diet, 
you know, when you start these things off, you're so keen and you just really want to keep going and that kind of determination is quite strong. But later on, say a few months into your savings, there must have been some quite hard times where you're a bit fed up with it and certainly you would have been able to handle those, but it would have been harder for your kids too. Actually, no, because we had the um, we did the dream board, the vision board, and it had the pictures of um, you know Disneyland and whatnot. And I also wanted to do a helicopter flight over the Grand Canyon. That was my dream, which we did as well. So keeping that in mind, I'm I can't remember any, but I'm sure there was probably because Dan was eight at the time. I'm sure there was probably a couple of times in there where he didn't want to do chores to earn money, but because we were all on board it kind of you fuel each other so if someone has a I don't want to take the kitty litter out for you know my two dollars or whatever the others are like oh well that's one less lunch you can buy oh okay yeah I'll do it what else can I do so it kind of I can't think of the word um it kind of your energy feeds off of each other yeah and so because and the other thing is too it wasn't like a five-year dream it was an 18-month one so we really were sort of time limited in that we have this amount of time and don't ask me why I chose that. I think it was because May is the quietest time of year to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Mind you, the weekend we went was the very last weekend that all the locals could use their season passes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's always something you miss, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Fail. Let's come back tomorrow and try again. <laughs> That's that's so easily done. I can imagine your house at the time having pictures of Mickey Mouse on bathroom mirrors and things to remind people, like, this is it. Remember, this is what we're going to do. Well, I actually did up. So we had the book and we put that on the fridge that I'd written. Then we had an A4 sheet that was the same one everywhere. And it was, I think it said something like, I need to write, I need to earn six, I think it's $600, $600 by May 2017. And then it had, so Dan had pictures, I think he wanted like an LA hat and we were going to a Dodgers game and he wanted to go to that so they had to pay for their own ticket for that. So it kind of stayed in their minds. It was on the back of the toilet door, the bathroom door. Yeah, the, <laughs> see, the I knew cupboard, it. Because <laughs> they're in there all the time. So it was constantly in their mind. So um, we're going to be doing something similar coming up, So, but I can't tell because it's for Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'll be looking out for the video. <laughs> and talking of the video, I mean, that's another thing, isn't it? You said this is going to happen. So they, they probably were just channeled into – there's no way it's not going to happen now. We've exactly been told that. it's going to happen and we're going to make it make it so. It's an amazing yeah. way to do it, really positive and thinking. That, and that's a great thing to teach the kids too, that if you set your goals and your intentions, then you are responsible for making things happen in your lives. Too many people let life happen to them. Mm. So one of the things I've really tried to teach the kids is they are like responsibility and independence. They're my big things for the kids. But that you are responsible for creating the life you want. So you get to create life's a blank canvas. And you know what? It's not easy. And it is a lot, a lot of hard work and a lot of strategizing. But at the end of the day, pretty much any dream you set, you can do. I mean, if you want to be an astronaut, you can be an astronaut. But geez, you're going to have to put in a lot of study and a lot of sacrifice and a lot, a lot of tutoring. So (laughs) do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. It's all there for the taking, should we choose it. Exactly. So if you want to make your kids' dreams come true, you can do it. Now, it may not. It may take more than 18 months if your kids are younger. And, and especially there's a lot of single mums with younger kids who are not back in the workforce yet. 
now's the time to start thinking in your heads what are my children's dreams what are my dreams as a human being what what do i want to accomplish and that may be something as simple as doing a little bit of part-time study while the kids are younger so that when they're that little bit older you have the opportunity to go back to work in a better paid job that enables you to be able to move through and make all these dreams come true because you are their mother and you're their role model and they watch you do it and they can see that it, it works when you work hard you get what you want so they'll just follow your lead and do the same Exactly, and a great life lesson. Yeah. Work hard, and you can have everything you want if you put the effort in. Yeah. That. Look, well, this last question I've got for you, we've actually touched on a bit of it already, but um, you know, I wanted to talk a bit more about working as a team with your kids because I really agree with you there that it's a great way to do, um, and if you, we should all be working as a team, as a family, anyway. Um, your kids were a massive part of making this dream come true. Um, what do you feel the whole process has taught them other than the things we've already spoken about? Is there any other things from this whole saving thing that your kids have learned? Uh, budge- budgeting, that's a huge thing. I, um, Dan, who's nine, had his um, parent-teacher interview a couple of weeks ago and the teacher, he wasn't happy that he was out of school for three weeks, but you know what, he's in grade three. Hello. Anyway, so she, <laughs> she was kind of having a a dig at me and then the next part we talked about was his um the mathematics and she said you know we've just started doing money she said i've got to say dan's money handling skills are amazing like he's top of the class and oh my god i so wanted to high five him and he said to her that's because mum took us to america and i learned about it there yes (laughs) (laughs) high fives like that and and he's it's going to stay in his head if he learns it in america when he's trying to work out if he can afford something for himself but it's not going to stay in his head if he learns it in the classroom looking at the board you know and like using dan as example again we were i think um, one time i was in vegas and we were waiting to catch a flight he wanted to go to starbucks for oh i can't even remember what it was and I don't think I my phone hadn't worked or something, and I was actually low on money in my wallet. And because in America, you with your ATMs that I could use my card, they were far and few between. And so he came up and said, "Mum, can I have my wallet? I want to go and buy it was some uh, hot chocolate or something." And he took his wallet and off he went, happy as Larry. And I thought, "Oh my God, that was he's learnt that okay, that's the price I pay. That he's learnt how to convert that in Australian dollars. It's X amount of money." And, oh, I've worked hard, so I've got that money, so I choose to spend my money on that now rather than something else later. So I think the budgeting skills is probably one of the biggest things. For Miss 15, she learnt to use Uber. Yes, <laughs> and a very important skill to have, isn't it? So she Ubers to and from work now, so I don't have to get up at 6am, which is fantastic. So there's like, I mean, there's probably a thousand other things, mm. but the other big thing it's done, I mean, which we touched on earlier, is just that goal setting and dare to sort of have dreams. So, yeah, yeah. it all so comes around in the end. There's so much to learn from it. And I can remember when I had been a single mum, I think for about a year, and I managed to save enough to take the girls back to England. And, you know, but it had, like you, it had taken a lot of hard work and I'd had to say no to ice creams and toys and going out for dinner. Um, And I was the no mum. I kept saying no. But when Uh, we actually went in to pay for the flights, I went in um, and I specifically had cash. I'd got the cash from the bank and I made the girls hand that money over with me for the flights. And I said, every time that I've said no to you, 
yeah. added up and this is a result this is what happens you know if you don't spend your money on little things and you put it all together you can get big really really cool things with it so it depends yeah. as well on the age of the kids and to what which way you teach them but that physical seeing and understanding and doing is just an amazing educa- education to get isn't it exactly you can't replicate that in the classroom the things that they pick up like that you, you can't replicate that and what you, Seeing it actually in cash, that makes it so much more real for them as well. Well done. Yeah, it does. Um, And look, I I was going to ask you where you're going to next, actually, but I understand that's a secret and you can't let it out here. You just have to let us know um, (laughs) when that video (laughs) is going out so we can all follow you. But it's it's a Christmas treat, is it? It is, it is, yes. How exciting. (laughs) Good for you. Look, that's really all we've got time for today. You have, you've certainly inspired me <laughs> to set up some new savings goals um, and at the same time create memories and educate the kids. Um, I understand that you've got a cool special on your book for my mums. Um, can you just share that with us and also tell us where the mums listening um, can find you if they want to find out a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, so we're on Facebook, um, Practical Parenting with Mentor Mama, and my website is the www.mentormama.com, not mental mama, mentormama.com. And the, <laughs> I only um, just got that, sorry. I, I get that all the time. <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> and so the book I've written, the um, Beyond School Practical Tips for Teens, I wrote it for teenagers. Um but I've had actually feedback from a lot of grandparents who've passed it on to their adult children and, and parents who sort of are in their 30s and 40s who've got a lot out of it as well. And it touches on everything from budgeting and goal setting um, oh, through to voting and how our system works and insurances. And then there's a whole stack of tips at the end. But there's like 16 chapters. Now, normally it's $13 with postage, but for Beanstalk parents, I've made it, I've put a code. Are you going to put that on your website? Yeah, I, I can. I was going to say, I'll put your um, website address on Excellent. on where this pop, this podcast is published on my website. Um, and I can also pop the code in there as well so that they can just Fantastic. do it with one quick click through. Fantastic. So if they just put, when they go to thementormama.com, find the book, um, click on that. The code's Beanstalk and it's yours, including postage for $7. That is brilliant. That's fantastic because books are so expensive over here, aren't they? I can't get over the price of books and it sounds like it's just brilliant. I could I could do with learning a bit about voting as well. (laughs) Have you voted yet today? (laughs) No. old smart girl so hey. yeah so that, and that that offer will be up there for the next two weeks so starting from uh, whenever the podcast goes up on beanstalk Perfect. i'll keep it open for That's two weeks great thank you so much for that joe thank you look it's been great to chat to you um beanstalk is all about inspiring others through our own journeys so i know there'll be loads of mums listening in getting a heap of handy tips and maybe even contemplating a trip to disneyland also <laughs> So thank you for sharing your story with us today. Awesome. Thanks, Lucy. Appreciate your time, everyone. And remember, 
You've got this. You can do it. Thanks, Joe. That's just brilliant. So there you have it, ladies. Everything is possible if you really want it, especially if it's something your kids really want too. Why not have a think about what you could do? Maybe not quite as grand as Disneyland, but a challenge or something to aim for. Get your kids involved and get saving. You might be surprised by what you can achieve. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.